you seek the key. But first, you must learn the ways of precision, craft, and performance with Acura's all-electric ZDX. With a premium Bang & Olufsen sound system up to a 313-mile range and a Type S variant with an estimated 500 horsepower, the ZDX is their most powerful SUV yet. Unlock the energy when you visit Acura.com to order yours today. Market insight and analysis. You're listening to the opening bell of CNBC's Squawk on the Street. Good Tuesday morning. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm Carl Kington here with Jim Cramer David Faber at Post 9 of the New York Stock Exchange. The consolidation continues after last week's equity bounce. Futures mostly red, even with yields mostly lower. Sevens Fed speakers today and oil below 80 to a two-month low. Our roadmap begins with this rally pause. S&P poised for a lower open after a six-day win streak. Plus, C.R. Horton delivers an earnings beat, the home builder, with an upbeat forecast. It is betting that housing demand will continue, despite, of course, what are those very high mortgage rates. Yeah. And, well, Fed expectations. What would a morning be without them? Austin Goolsby telling CNBC there is still a chance to get inflation down without causing a recession. Let's begin with the markets and this win streak that we've got going, Jim. Interesting debate actually taking shape between Kashkari and Goolsby this morning. Yeah, look, I think that these guys are all kind of positioning themselves very much in the camp of, hey, if it gets better, if we start getting some, you know, continue weekend numbers, we're in good, good shape. But if we don't, all right, then maybe we have to do something in January. I keep coming back to the time frame of where we are. We're in November. We're almost through earnings. Uh, earnings are, in retrospect, not as damning as we thought. Uh, Magnificent Seven can carry us through. All of them are up. And then, you know, I know this is too, a little too granular, but I see you, Neil Kashkari, and I raise you data dog. Because what happens is, at this point, when you have interest rates go down, people start salivating for these high multiple stocks. Data dog delivers a quarter, which then inspires Snowflake, which then inspires Twilio which then inspires Oracle, which then will inspire Amazon, which then will move Meta, which then allow Alphabet to go higher. And if anyone even for a second disputes this, go back to business school or law school, wherever you came from. Because that's what happens. David, we are in a market where there are just herd animals who want so much to buy enterprise software and then see enterprise software. That I, I actually had, I had, a data, I had Databricks on last night. Databricks, okay. Yeah, Databricks. David, $43 billion valuation last round, probably worth $70 billion. It is cloud with artificial intelligence where the lead investor is, yes, you're right, NVIDIA. Uh, and I say to myself, okay, we're back. We're back to those companies again. Like the companies that led us, because we've had three good days in the bond market. People well, we, can't we resist. also came off a reasonably decent earnings period, too. Yes, but S- certainly for a number of those companies connected directly into that. There. Other than Alphabet. Right. Alphabet, I still think there, is, there are real questions about what happened with their cloud that were completely unanswered. Like, totally unanswered. Like, why did they have a step down? And I'm going to tell you the answer. You're going to tell, Alor- yeah, tell us Azure? Now? And Amazon Web Services took. I've been using your verb lately. They pants them. Well, I got that from you now. Well, now you're taking it back. Things reverberate. Um, so you just think it was a battle for market share, and they beat them. Yeah, sometimes it happens. It's they a, didn't have a, the sometimes analytics. Sometimes the simplest explanation is the correct one. Yep, and that's what happened. And, but Alphabet's going up because people realize, despite what, what they seem to not know, is that YouTube is doing incredibly well. 
Yeah, YouTube and, is a dominant platform. Right. And David, you know, Disney reports tomorrow. Why not bring up Disney immediately? Sure. Uh, why not? Warner Brothers. You know, these are companies that sh- they should be looking back and just saying, Alphabet didn't even know how well YouTube's doing with the NFL. Can you imagine spending like billions and not even know? Right. Well, the, they know. And, you know, the, they were jammed. There is an interesting question, not even question, uh, concept of the Disney's, the Warner Brothers Discoveries, the Peacocks, the, all of them, they're not competing against each other. No, they're, they're competing not. against Apple, Amazon, and Alphabet companies right. and Netflix. Right. Companies, Netflix, not a trillion dollar company anywhere near that, but these others are with unlimited capacity should they choose to. Um, I, I think it's an amazing it time to create content right. and so forth. I, I, mean, I, mean, I mean, Carl, we have two classes of companies. We have these companies that are, have unbelievable amount of cash. They have an unbelievable amount of eyeballs. They've all done things that are incredibly right. I mean, by the way, look at Apple. Look at the stock. I mean, it turns out that services are really great. Then we have these other old media companies. I, I was almost going to mention a, a TV show that I like very much. It's put out by Apple, yes. but it just irritates him. Yes. But we have what I call legacy media companies that are struggling, and they're praying that Alphabet doesn't figure out how well YouTube's doing in football. But where they went wrong is that Jassy sees how much Amazon's doing with football. And Jassy is a winner. By the way, like, you know how Jassy runs that company? It's a dictatorship of which the CFO plays a good role, too. But you know what? It's a benign dictatorship. And they get it to you that same day. And Prime could, Prime could I mean, I, I look at my bills, and I think, who could get away with doubling their bill? Prime, Apple. <laughs> who would not? My cable company, perhaps. Well, interestingly, B of A, uh, which is neutral on Apple this morning with a note looking at app store growth in China, up 10% again was, in the month of October. You know, China, I keep, I said last night on Man Money, one of the things that people don't realize is that at the beginning of this quarter, we were told that the Chinese government said you can't buy Apple. And then it turned out that Apple took share. I mean, people make up things. Cons- I talked about them with Tim Cook. I said, oh, what did they make up? What they make up about you this time? I mean, there are people who just simply, that Apple's a free fire zone. I think Apple is about to have the next leg up. And I still think that the Vision Pro, that people don't realize that it is a B2B situation. There are companies that are going to use it, and then we're going to use it. And then yesterday, my wife goes like this to me. I'm talking and talking. You know, I just like to go on and blather, and you don't cut me off. She went like this to me. <laughs> Just like the commercial. Wait, I said, oh, what she is did that? that? She goes, it means shut up. I said, Tim Cook told me it meant like you can change. Uh, you, you, can, you, I, you. can I try it? <laughs> All right. That's the only time. Wow. We'll, that's the we'll, only time we'll ever work. Don't tell the booth because they'll be doing it too. I know. Right? That's all it takes all these years, and all I had to do is this. <laughs> you have to go back to yeah, you make gotta, me talk you gotta again. Unwind it. Oh, we gotta yeah. unwind. Yeah. You know, Jim, when it comes to China and Apple, nineteen percent of revenue is obviously very important. Can you believe anything you hear during the course of a quarter? No, you can't. And the reason why you can't is because the Chinese are so opaque. But we know this: lines to get in stores. But that what matters more than anything else is super fast fashion. Have you noticed this between these two companies, fast fashion companies? What you're talking you, Shein again? Yeah, they, which we seem wear, to be on a, think, on a uh, on a mission to publicize tell, this private right. company that somehow we have on air all the time. Well, from what I can tell about Shein is that you wear this stuff like for breakfast and then you throw it away, like disposable clothes. Yeah, I don't want clothes. you to believe that that is really the case, but apparently it may be. Well, who do you know that? I mean, we, we, shouldn't we be talking about how TikTok has infected the world, or is that... Sure, do you want to spend time talking about that? I'm happy to. It's also, by the way, taken an enormous amount of ad dollars. 
Well, I it think is, if I mean, I'm, you know, you, you again, I, we're back to media, back to media, which look, we tend to come back to. I, look, I, mean, I'm, I, I am just going to, I am going to wish TikTok. him, I am going to wish him incredible. Co- hurry back. By Here dance. he goes. But hurry talk back. Talk about a private company with an enormous market value or not market value with an enormous valuation. ByteDance, it's the biggest of all of them, by I far. Sheehan, I mean, forget Sheehan, ByteDance. You know, we sit here and try to talk about how to hold Jones back TikTok, the H, you know, the most recent chips yeah. of, uh, of NVIDIA. Yeah. In the meantime, Carl, we accept anything they throw at us. I mean, they literally, we are all Manchurian candidates now. Great book, great movie. Uh, the Chinese tell our youth anything they want. We're completely oblivious because we tend to tend to be, if you're in government, you got to be an octogenarian. You're either sunrise senior living or you're uh, in the government. And our government doesn't seem to realize what's really happening. They well, some t- do. And, uh, by the way, if we, and TikTok if are we, much more important if, than any, the, if we were to ban TikTok. Do you think that would actually solve a lot of a lot of those issues? Only it wouldn't, if it wouldn't be on only Instagram. if someone who be has, look our republic hinges on how quickly Zuckerberg gets better from the ACL. He's American. He's American. He is American. He is. He's an American original, and he actually stands. He's like, I mean, it's kind of weird because at one point he was considered to be a cancer in the Republic, Now he's like, please save us from Chinese forces that are taking our youth away from us. He and Daniel Jones can rehab together. Oof. Yeah, he, that was a mistake. One more year, that's why you have to pay for it. But I, I really think that people in Washington are oblivious. Oracle's not. I think Oracle knows what's really happening because they, they understand. Well, she's on a bit of a charm offensive in Australia, and he's ostensibly going to do the same thing here in a few weeks. Well, all I know is, is that our youth are being brainwashed. No one seems to care. Uh, and I think they're brainwashed on a host of issues, and our government seems to be ob- oblivious. Now, our government should say, all right, let's, put or- let's ban TikTok. By the way, this isn't even, I'm like not even joking about this. I mean, TikTok's really powerful. Well, and there, there was a time when people said to ban it. There are still on a state level, Montana, for example. So. Montana, yeah. No, I mean, I'm Montana. Saying there I mean, are Mon- efforts on How was Montana with, pre- with President but, Franklin Delano Roosevelt? I'd say on the wrong side of history. Oh, go back a little. These platforms have a lot of power. There's no doubt. They do. With our youth. Yeah. Well, you know, with, today's the 10-year anniversary of Twitter going public uh, right on this floor. Linda Yaccarino. Yeah. Getting important. Linda Yaccarino is on a, you know, these, these stories are hysterical. She actually is trying to get ads. Yes, she is. What, what the, why, don't you, why doesn't anybody write anything about anything? I mean, you know, I come in here, I'm at 3.30 trying to do homework. It's like useless. Mm. My homework is useless against the lies, against the propaganda. Right. I mean, we're supposed to uh, buy clothes and throw them out in the afternoon. Where our youth are being told that everything about our country is bad and everybody else is bad except for the people who are in league with the Chinese, but we don't get to know that. The axis of evil. Where's Reagan? There's an, an axis of evil built. I'm, like, I'm actually talking about this stuff. I can't believe I have to talk about this. You're concerned. Yeah, that's about it. I'm concerned. I can't get my kids to be off. The, my kids are not real. So, what does well, that have to do with the price Instagram. of Apple? Oh, Apple goes higher. Really, you think so? There's Apple's plenty of people too. who disagree with you on that. Well, they're all, they've been wrong so far. I, yeah. I've been saying, uh, own Apple, don't trade it since five. What have they been saying? Tony Saganegi, by the way, is starting to start to soften up. It. Haven't yep. grown. Yeah. Hasn't grown in a year. He's, right? His company I mean, hasn't grown. David, 
if you look at the countries that they are now in, the countries add up to about a billion people and they're doing incredibly well. They only have two stores in India. I think they could have like 2,000. Payment from uh, Alphabet that is at jeopardy, you know, the search payment every year? Yeah, it's not. Because it's gonna, of the antitrust? That's not going to change. What are Nothing. you going to go to Duck Duck Soup Soup? I mean, come on. That, that doesn't matter. Remember, the antitrust stopped mattering when they start, started losing cases. I know, but this is this well, is the old matter a hangover hangover from the Trump Justice Administration. <laughs> the Trump Justice Administration. It's kind of like Fredonia. Let's take up the taxes. <laughs> hail Fredonia, David! Hail Fredonia. Come on, hail Fredonia! For me. Yes. They're electing people right from prison in Fredonia. <laughs> I've been following the Fredonia elections. Have you? Right from prison. You and Margaret Dumont. (laughs) I loved her in that. Oh, my God, was she great. When we come back, uh, we'll talk some autos. Got a new report card on used car sales, the demand picture for EVs. Kind of a tough piece in the journal this morning talking about pricing coming down and waning demand. We'll get to Datadog, Horton, Uber, Planet Fitness, and a lot more in a minute. Electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration, our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager. Getting Mannheim used car sales data for October moments ago. Let's get to Phil LeBeau with the results. Hey, Phil. Hey, Carl. What we're seeing in the used car market is what people are referring to as a more normalized market. So this data, which just we just got a few minutes ago from Cox Automotive, the parent of Mannheim, uh, which does the used car auction or the in the, the index as well. Prices in October down 4% compared to October a year ago, down 2.3% compared to September. Remember, in August and September, they ticked a little bit higher. And all segment prices, whether you're talking trucks, SUVs, sedans, what sedans are still out there, all of the prices dropped in the month. And for used car demand overall, what they're noticing is a slowdown Not a huge one, but a slowdown in demand. And we typically see that in late September, early October, and then things kind of adjust a little bit and move a little bit higher in October and November. So don't be surprised if we see a little bit of firming on prices. But overall, you can look at this report as you take a look at the auto dealer stocks and you can say, okay, we're getting a more normalized market. The uptick in prices in August and September, a lot of people thought we'd see such a drop off in production because of the UAW strike that people would say, well, I can't buy new, I'm going to buy used. Well, we still have plenty of supply of new vehicles out there. So that's a little bit of the give back that we're seeing in October. Vehicles uh, fill the journal with this piece about something we've been talking about for a while, and that is EV makers turning to discounts uh, and incentives uh, to combat what they're calling waning demand. Yeah, I think what we're seeing right now is the, the red hot demand that was there in EVs. That's gone. 
We're just not seeing that anymore. Now, EV sales are still growing. Don't mistake this for people are turning their back completely and they're not buying EVs. It's just that the automakers are going to have to work harder. And also keep this in mind, guys. There are more models of electric vehicles that have been introduced that are out on the market. So in the past, you may have had four or five competitors if you were an automaker and you offered a particular model. Not the case anymore. It's becoming much more difficult for you to break through with somebody looking to buy an electric vehicle. You know, Phil, got some really quizzical comments from Stephen Scher last week from Hertz, who basically just saying these things are too hard to repair, these EVs, and it's a real cost, and it's really hurting it, depreciating much more rapidly. I thought first that they weren't supposed to be depreciating, and second, that they were easy to fix. Who's, who's right? Well, look, they have a lot of Teslas, and one of the big knocks on Tesla has been and continues to be that when there are issues, when, they're needing in re- when they need repairs, how do you get them repaired? Tesla doesn't have this dealer network. Yes, they have service centers, if you want to call them that, uh, that are sprinkled across the country, and they continue to add more. But it's not the same as having the, the Ford dealer network or the GM dealer network any of the automakers, traditional automakers. And that's what Hertz is dealing with to a certain extent. It's a Tesla-specific issue there in terms of, okay, well, we got to get it fixed. And it's not like you can turn to the dealer down the road and say, fix this, please. Phil, back to this larger issue again. We understand there's still growth, but of of perhaps waning demand to some extent. To what do we attribute it? I mean, you know, if prices are becoming so much closer between ICE and and, uh, EV, is it more that early adapters are done and people don't want the, you know, the the lack of availability of charging stations? I don't know. I'm curious. What do you see as the gating issue? I think you hit on two. David, I think you hit on a couple of important points there. Uh, One of them being that the early adopters, not that they're gone, but you're now getting into more of the slower mainstream growth. People who may have two cars and they might say, okay, is it time to go electric with one of them? That's more where we're at in this market as opposed to before where people are like, hey, man, my next car is going electric. Whether, you know, I'm doing it. And the other issue that you bring up is the charging. I, th- I talk to a number of people who are like, yeah, if I've got two cars, I'm happy getting an electric. But I wouldn't go electric with just one car because if I have to drive long distances, who knows how easy it will be to charge. And finally, this point, David, the pricing still remains overall in that above 50,000 range. It's not like you can go out and say, I want an EV right now for under 40,000. Are there some out there? Yes, but a limited number relative to internal combustion engine vehicles. That's gotta change. And that's where the discounting comes in right now, where you can say to people, look, we can make this on a level, you know, apples to apples, we can bring it a little bit closer together. Hey, finally, Phil, Jonas has a note out over at Morgan Stanley talking about what Tesla yep. needs to I do to it. avoid a, a, a leg lower in the stock. Basically, he thinks they, he, they need to move the street away from arguments about core auto more into either new markets or AI. I think AI is probably the more interesting option that they have there. And in terms of new markets, yes, we've heard them talk about licensing in terms of licensing their autonomous vehicle technology to some of the smaller internal combustion engine vehicle companies. I'm not sure how much that's going to move the needle. And Jonas also brought up a good point in there. Cybertruck, look, it's not going to be huge numbers and nobody's expecting huge numbers, but have a clean launch, a clean launch. That is critical. Whether it's a small number, as long as it's clean, it's, you can't have one of these things where you launch it November 30th, 
And everybody says, well, where is it in the middle of 2024? You've got to show that there's just going to be a nice, steady progression higher. That's going to be the challenge. I feel that's a lot covered uh, just now. We'll talk to you in a bit. Our Phil LeBeau this morning on autos. We'll get Kramer's Mad Dash and count down to the opening bell on this Tuesday. Futures again uh, looking pretty strong on the NASDAQ. And as actually, actually S&P has recovered a little bit here. Definitely off the session lows. More squawk on the street when we return. Let's get straight to the point. You want to grow your portfolio to fight rising costs of inflation or pay off your debt or anything standing in the way of you and financial freedom, right? Yahoo Finance, our sponsor today, can help. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been helping great investors like you. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just looking for tips, Yahoo Finance makes it super easy by putting all the tools and data you need in one spot. Yahoo Finance takes a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and more. You can securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including 401k and other investments. That's how Yahoo Finance gives you insights and helps you take a look at your wealth in its entirety. That big picture perspective is what great investors need. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor. YahooFinance.com, the number one financial destination. YahooFinance.com. That's YahooFinance.com. Jim mentioned Datadog earlier on, going to open up about 25% here as they beat and guide above for the quarter and the fiscal year. Revenue up 25, followed by Global Foundries. Bunch of uh, sales beats today, including Planet Fitness and Trip. We'll get to all of them and the opening bell in just about six minutes. Don't forget, you can catch us anytime, anywhere. Just listen to and follow the Squawk on the Street opening bell podcast. All right, three minutes to get to an opening bell here, as you've seen, as Carl pointed out. Futures have turned decidedly from what was quite negative uh, as we began the morning. Let's get to our mad dash. You want to talk Home Depot? Yeah, I mean, look, it yields 2.8. It's one of the greatest companies ever. It's 18 times earnings. And yet a number of notes are coming out ahead of when they report on the 14th, indicating that it'll probably be a shortfall. Uh, you know, here's we got a price cut from the Chelsea Advisory, a price cut from City, price cut from Barclays, uh, sector perform initiation, RBC. David, you're not supposed to initiate a, a, a Home Depot without a buy. So this is a violates the orthodoxy. I, I know that there is reduced spend on the home. We keep hearing that people want to spend service. I know Sonos got a downgrade today. I know that a lot of uh, 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 of chatter, and we'll hear from Horton, a lot of listening to Horton, is that basically, look, there's not a lot of change in the housing market. You need to have turnover in order to be able to redo and rebuild and refurbish. So anyway, long knives are out. Plus, of course, I know you focused on the chart, which is terrible. Yeah, the chart. But does this spate of, let's call it, less than positive analysis give you pause? Let's get closer. Uh, because if I say give me pause and the stock goes to 280, whatever, I think you have to buy it. They do have a theft problem, though. We know that. They have one as well? Yeah, they have a terrible theft problem. Maybe one of the worst. So anyway, I put that out there as a counter to all the positives uh, that we're seeing today. This is certainly not enterprise software. Uh, it's, again, just to go back to Datadog, because they do security and they do analysis of the cloud. All the security companies are going up, too. And we have, what, another hack in Vegas? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's really getting it was Yeah, the, the, the choices that were made there by Caesars versus MGM in terms of dealing with or not the hackers and paying ransom, very interesting. I, you know, I once said to MGM someone who, obviously who had choosing their, not their, to their, back a few months ago. I, I said to this company, one company that, had, that was hit, what would happen if the government said that if you paid ransom, you go to jail? 
so that uniformly no one could pay ransom. And the person was not even willing to contemplate that. Not sure that that would be possible, but it's an interesting no, thought. No, may not be, but you know, foreign corrupt practices, we, you know, we ban certain things. We do, we do. People never thought would ever come to light. So I pointed out, I mean, Carl, we've got a situation where today is enterprise software. Uh, you just posted a really interesting note about the NASDAQ. I think it's just such a quiet bull market, nobody's even noticing it, but it is a bull market. It's more of a Planet Fitness data dog market than it is a uh, Home Depot market. <laughs> Planet Fitness, I mean, who knew? If you had no CEO, you could do so well. Let's get the opening bell then. And the CBC Real Time Exchange is a big board. It's Glamour Magazine celebrating the annual Women of the Year Award. At the NASDAQ, it's cybersecurity company Gen Digital uh, doing the honors. Uh, Jim mentions the NASDAQ, which is going for eight straight gains today. If it gets that done, Jim, the longest win streak for the NAS in two years. Yeah, I think that, again, I always think about Mike Wilson uh, just because he's the chief. He's negative and chief. And when you're negativist and chief, you, can you really avoid what's happening in NASDAQ, which is so powerful? I, I call your attention to Oracle, which is uh, data bricks identified, private company, 43 billion valuation. That is a company that's really transferring and pushing very hard in the cloud. Uh, maybe Oracle uh, becomes more of an important factor in the cloud than, indeed, uh, Google Cloud Services. Uh, we mentioned Uber earlier today. Uh, Ten cents does miss 12. Revenue was shy, but up 11. Uh, adjusted EBITDA, be pretty good guidance on gross bookings, Jim. Yeah, I think that it's down a dollar. Shouldn't be. I mean, I, I thought that every, I liked everything on the call, and sometimes you get this initial reaction, and it, it's just probably I think going to be uh, dismissed because it was good. I mean, you know, is it perfect? Nothing's perfect, but it was good. Now, I think that what happened is that DoorDash had a really good quarter, and then it went down. Airbnb had an okay quarter, and then it keeps going down. Uh, there's this this era of these small these companies that came public at the same time. Yep. People are really trying to stay away from them. Uh, David, DoorDash had an amazing quarter. Right. Goes up and then goes down, and now coming back. Airbnb, I thought, good quarter. By the way, you know, you guys had Peter Kern on yesterday. Yep. That is a great story. And you saw Trip this morning, right? Yes. Uh, Trip was up ten uh, percent pre-market. The bull with market the, and travel, yep, yep. but the death of it was greatly exaggerated. Uh, I think David, people still are traveling, still recognize that they have to change the way they lead their lives. Uh, they're still staying at home to work, and I still see a commercial real estate not doing well. Uh, that will continue for quite some time. Yes, it will. Yes. Uh, the, the hope is it's a slow-moving train in terms of commercial real estate and therefore something that can be handled uh, over time you as you take the lower values. Right. Even if you have a successful building, you're also facing the pressure from far higher rates if you have to refinance. So your equity value regardless is going down potentially. Um, well, they had a good run, David. They had a good run. commercial real estate is fixed. Right. Uh, fixed rate right now. But yeah, it's it's got to be a continued concern. It's one we'll talk about for years to come. Jim, I'd love to come back to, you've mentioned Datadog a couple of times, but we yeah. really haven't done the numbers. So let's right. take a look at Datadog. Let's talk a little well, about the quarter and why Snowflake is a beneficiary it's as well. because Snowflake really should. Datadog they, they up 20 percent Snowflake together. up 8%. But what about this quarter? They beat, obviously. Well, that and MongoDB have been actually been disappointing, MDB. They're very, very good companies, and all people wanted to see was a reset. The, the stocks are going down a great deal, which just says that people still need to analyze data in the cloud. I mean, this analyze data in the cloud 
in the cloud, by the way, rent the cloud is, yep. is, is Snowflake also uh, Databricks. What happens is, David, you get a situation where all people care about is, do we still care about enterprise software that analyzes data? And if we do, then we can care about a lot of other companies. We can care about everything from Adobe and Salesforce to ServiceNow to Snowflake. It's you kind of like the hip bone connected to the knee bone. And I think that so. The move, are, but the move up in snow is directly related to the to the data completely core. because you rent, to make you that rent clear the cloud and you, then you analyze it with these right. guys. We have a number of things that are going on very right today. We've got anything cloud that's going up. We've still got again this residual Tesla move, which people aren't talking about. Which is even though you throw a lot of stuff at Tesla, keeps going higher. Mm-hmm. We've got a move in in cybersecurity uh, that I think has some staying power. Watch Cloudflare there in Palo Alto to stay up. So it, it, I'm not saying happy days are here again, but it's a, it's a move out of, say, the great um, the great metal vendors. We're seeing move out of Deer, move out of uh, CNH, which is a little surprising, and a move into cloud. And cloud is, the dozens of companies came public that are just cloud this, cloud that. And they're all moving. I don't know, Carl, they're all moving. Well, I know you've been watching the chips. Uh, there is some commentary on NXP that may, at least the guide was better than peers. You go along with that? I thought NXPI, given the fact that their auto, was shocking. Like, how did they auto and inter, Internet of Things? I read the conference call. I mean, those guys, they don't miss. That was a terrific quarter. But again, though, we have a reset. These guys all went down big, say, off of Texas Instruments, NXPI went down because they're both Internet of Things and auto. But NXP has clearly got a better handle on things. Uh, they're getting more into each auto. Uh, I, that's a remarkable company. Don't forget, they also do mobile near-field communications. So it, is a, it was a big win, and that will help a lot of the semis. All um, these companies just are <laughs> waiting to go higher. It, it's David, ServiceNow. I know that we may think that ServiceNow is kind of like ethereal in what they provide. They're winning. And every time I say they're winning, the stock goes higher. How what much of this is a beneficiary? I mean, obviously, he was here, McDermott, not long ago, talking about AI. When we're talking Datadog, we're talking Snowflake, this sort of how much is this is related to and, the AI Let's call it rollout. By the way, guys, I don't think Snowflake has as much AI as people think. You don't? No. Okay. Okay. No. Providing a bit of a tailwind, though? Yes, exactly right. Uh, GPT for Turbo. You know, if you like your GPT with a Turbo, now you can get it. Um, it now provides answers with context up to April of 2023. And so... Well, there you go. You wouldn't have been able to uh, previously. You only could get answers uh, as of the end of uh, end of uh, well, basically January 2022, end of 21. I mean, you're talking about GPT being smarter. Yes, GPT-4 well, okay, so has now added a turbo version. A friend of mine, Frank Wright, who's the coach of the Panthers. His daughter, who used to be at Google, has created a company called Clonable, along with some others, emerges from stealth with funding, launching AI-driven platform designed to give machines, get this, David, you will just be in thrall with this, designed to give machines the decision-making power of human experts, ah. not just human humdrums, not just same old, not Babbitt, I'm talking about experts. And I've got to tell you, she's so smart, it's good they're going to pull it off. Frank Wright is a great coach who's a great player. Yes, I didn't realize you guys were friends. I can see coach. the connection. I should he have known. Me, he calls me coach. Sorry. When, when does AI start drawing up plays? Well, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but I'll tell point. you, there's a lot of teams that could use a few AI plays. 
<laughs> I mean, there's some teams that can't score. There's some teams that need a quarterback. You know what? You can draw up the best play there is, but if you can't execute, it doesn't really matter, does it? No, it doesn't. Wow. Yeah. But I think the idea of clonable, of, of having GPT that is at last smarter than we are, it's about time. Right now, when I go into GPT and I ask them, like, what's how's Diamondback Energy doing? You know? Yeah. They come back and they say, symbol fang, Facebook, Amazon, Netflix, Google. That's not what I want. Um, I'm glad Jim, you mentioned, Carl. Let's talk actually about Emerson for a moment here. Have no, you taken a look at EMR, Jim? Because it is a company you had followed certainly through I, the I years. I was shocked at how. Um, no, I'm not shocked. They just keep screwing up. Shares of Emerson are down. It's unbelievable. There it and is. They just miss, Eight, miss, 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 miss. Over percent. No, they Four get, quarter earnings. Uh, yeah, a buck twenty-two is what I think I've got here. Uh, I just keep thinking it can't uh, be this bad. Yeah. Uh, for, adjusted, yeah, uh, just not in not what what the, obviously investors had been looking for. Revenue up five percent. Missed analyst estimates a bit as well. Um, expect adjusted earnings of a buck to a buck oh five a share. Let's call it no. instead of analyst estimates no. of a buck. Yeah, uh, we sold some this very high. Now we're stuck with a little piece Sorry, of it. Sorry, I'm just looking through some things uh, here. Carson I don't mean by, to be so disjointed. You know, basically you, guidance not great, no. and the quarter not. Great. Well, you have Lyle Carson by out there bought this night. You know, again, we sold some higher. We're still stuck with some. Lyle Carson by uh, is putting together a new, a brand new company. It's supposed to be like a software company for the uh, the grid, and right now it's nothing. That acquisition, which remember they made, that was hostile. Yes, I do remember that. Ill-advised, yes. ill-advised, ill-advised. Wow, I hadn't realized what a downtrend that stock has been in over the no, last couple and, of months. No, this was a great American company, and now it was? I have been really was. You're giving it a was a great American company. Yeah. At one point, it held the record for the longest streak of earnings beats. Well, David Farr. A lot of people feel that David Farr, in the end, was a little bit too statesmanlike. I think David Farr worked very well with a fellow from Paul Weiss that you're quite aware of, Scott Barche. Yes. Together some deals. Yes. Uh, I think Barche is a. They uh, fought some activists guy. along the way as well. D.E. Yeah. Shaw came after them at one point. Well, there's, we need an activist right now. Wow. You're already calling for an activist. Well, it's um, just such a mess. I mean, I've been very anti their strategy. I got stuck in some. I didn't like the. You know, they went hostile. David, I don't think there's any room for hostile deals anymore. That was silly. Yeah. What am I going to um, say? They're doing great and it's time to load the truck up, the turnip truck? We're talking uh, earnings for fiscal year 24 uh, of now between 515 and 535 a share. That's actually not bad. That can give you a sense that's of the multiple. Not bad, but yeah. that's not bad. I mean, that's I better than what people thought. That's why I didn't think we'd be down eight. I had it down four in my book. I mean, down. I didn't think it'd be down eight. Uh, but then again, I thought that the Jets were going to do better against the Chargers. So what do I know? I mean, it's pretty much the same. In terms of fanciful analysis, the NFL's a little more rigorous than the people at EMR. Jim, you mentioned EMR. You mentioned Fang, one of the worst performers on the NDX. Oil, two-month low. Nat gas, two-year low. Gasoline, lows of the year. It, it is rather amazing. Yeah, Kotaro was up because their, their cost for natural gas is so low they can still make money. Carl, I think that... Let's consider the old food bull market. Well, if you listen to CNH, that's over. Deer's coming down. When you think about the used car market, which was, again, something that was very inflated, that's clearly coming down. We heard that from Phil LeBeau. Uh, when you think about oil and gas, they were big parts of what was inflation, and that's coming down. 
So I ask you, how can you stay as bearish about what inflation is doing in this country in light of the fact that all of those, and let me throw in rents, which are coming down. That was good. I was going to add rent because a uh, piece on the wire this morning about rent deflation in Austin, happening. in Atlanta, in Boise, because of the new apartments that are finally oh, coming well, online. You know, I, I think all you have to do is look around here in New York at the unrented apartments. Go to the Gowanus Canal, also known as Venice. I'm not sure you're looking in the right places there, Jim. I think no, we've uh, got some uh, sort of, uh, we got, we're at like uh, 99%. David, there is not a lot available in New York City David, right I now. need you to go to the Gowanus Canal, which I know you don't even know. Right now, I think it's no. got blue blue bubbles. I'm aware of the Gowanus. They have it used to play stickball, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, you know, okay. not far away. There is a it lot was of a, apartments that have been put up that are being put up right now, Gowanus. It's going to be beautiful. That are rentals. They're going to have, you know. Gondoliers. You're going to have gondoliers. It's true. I understand that. And and all that matters is the stuff is please don't swim in the Gowanus. No, do not swim in the Gowanus. Do not swim in the Gowanus. But, David, I need you. You can swim in the Hudson. I need you to go there to look at the number of rentals that are going up. Uh, David, they're going because Brooklyn have been the fastest growing city. I'm sure that those are high end rentals as well, Jim, but I don't think they have anything to do with what's going on right now in New York City in terms of the rental. David doesn't see it coming. I've got a gun that shoots around the corner, pal. You do, huh? Yes, I do. All right. So, and rental, rental's coming down. So when Goolsby this morning says we might be looking at the fastest drop in inflation year on year ever. I've always been a, be- a believer in Goolsby. He's, you know, it's funny, Goolsby comes on TV a lot, which usually means that you're probably a hack. But that's not the case with him. He's like a serious practitioner of the game. I don't know if we even have sound from him. But when Goolsby comes on, I say, you know, he does a lot of homework. He does homework. David's a homework-oriented fellow. I like that. I you like, like that, that too? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Then you hate Emerson because they don't do any homework. You're very upset with Emerson. You weren't even going to bring them up until I did. I guess you were so upset with them. Well, David, let me just say um, they're short-sighted, they're ill-advised, and they put out suboptimal results. Yes, they. they okay, may have done that. Other than that, David, it's it's, it's, green, it's it, blue sky, blue sky. I was going to say green sky, but wasn't that like a Goldman thing? How's Goldman doing? Goldman's fine. Goldman's fine. The big banks Goldman's are under five. They're <laughs> under pressure from the capital rules. I don't know if you saw this interesting journal story about you know hedge funds and buyers of synthetic. Basically, they're buying ten percent of their risk to take so they can actually take I less, hold less capital against certain uh, certain loans. Um, you know it's not that? easy to be a big bank in some ways. I mean, uh, many will argue with that statement, say that. You've got to be careful, David, because you're starting to trend on the idea that rich people deserve a little I bit know, of a break in this country. I have to, to the talk Basel to The Basel endgame is not ending that well for them. Well, you just got big bonuses at Goldman if you're a, a hitter. You see that? No, I didn't. Yeah. You did? You got yeah. big bonuses yeah, at Yeah, you're getting, you know, well, they're trying to incent people. To I don't do know. what? To stay? To make more money. I, but that's what they do at these places. When you work there, they emphasize making money. That's part of the esprit. The esprit. Amazon moving up. I'm telling you, they're taking share. It's all about tech today, Jim. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, you mentioned media earlier today. Uh, we're still watching the SAG after talks. They had some tweets last night. And we actually got some sound from uh, Ted Sarandos of Netflix. Take a listen. We're at the table all day, every day, and we are trying to get the strike resolved and get, get the town back to work. We're in the business of telling stories, and we gotta, we, that's what we want to do every day. So it's, it has grind to a halt for a few months. And um, so we'll, we're, we're going to try our best to get things up and running and uh, get the output back up for, for our fans, too. I think uh, Iger Sarandos 
Zaslav. I think they're all tired of like having small talk. They've been yeah. locked in a room for so long with a handful. Of, you know. But this is not like Sean every Fain. Day. But Sean Fain who is running rings around these guys, right? That's not like that. Sean Fain, who you know, from no, the UAW but came I in. I mean, just... they made their best and final, and now they've got to get an answer. But listen, and it's not Sarandos. clear how much but negotiating Sar- room there is left on the part of the studios. But did so. you hear the cordiality of, of Sarandos? I mean, it's almost as if, look, we're going to get this done. It was not like there's no scorched earth on the other side like Sean Fain. No, although I do think that if they don't get this thing done this week, this, what I've been hearing is it's going to be a while again. So what then I'm, you're going to talk about 24 being truly impacted. You're not going to resume most likely negotiations for some period of time. Are you telling me the discussions? Because these guys can't spend six hours a day in a room. They got other things going on. What do they have? Yeah, thanks. I mean, Netflix, you know, they got their business to worry about if you're Disney, if you're Warner Brothers Discovery. You got to worry about activist investors. You got to worry about who knows? A million things. You can't just spend six hours every day. Okay, so it should should, uh, David Zaslav, who reports this week, be concerned about the strike? They're all concerned about the strike. They want to get it over with. Well, okay, then agree to something. So you're. Thanks, well, Jim. Thanks for that. Thanks when, for that great insight. When you're in the auto business, you give them 25 percent. You make it so they don't have to work that hard. You make it so they give them the battery plants. But otherwise, you don't give away anything. Uh, a couple notes today out of Wells, for example, on Disney, basically arguing that because Johnston is so new now that you might not expect big target changes or guidance tonight. Or- I think that's right. I think that Disney, oh, yeah. we want a little more transparency. And you know what we want? An upside surprise. We want a data dog from Disney. DDD. We want a data dog. Yeah. God, I hate my accent so much. Jesus, get rid of it. When um, I was in Philadelphia this week, I'm like at the, at the game. I said, these people all talk like awful. How about your Planet Fitness, Jim? I know you've been constructive was, on it. I was. Can, I mean, I think. Paying that, off today. I think what people don't realize, and this is going to be revelatory to David, but not to you, Carl, because I think you're more of a follower of current trends and data, is that when it, when you take these weight loss things and stuff, you have to work out because otherwise you atrophy and you wither away. And people don't realize that's why I thought Lifetime Fitness handled my interview with them very poorly. Because all they had to do was say, every doctor says, if you take these drugs, you must work out much more. But no, he punted and talked about sale leaseback. You don't talk about sale leaseback, you talk about push-ups. Yeah. Uh, comps up almost nine, mostly because of new members. Yeah. Store count goes to 2,500. It was a good quarter. Well, I think the stock had been down a lot because that was one of those disappearing CEOs. Like, hey, who's the CEO? Uh, yeah, I don't yeah. know. You are. It's kind of like when you go up river in Apocalypse Now. Who's your commanding officer? I don't know. You uh, are. Oh, yeah. Those are great scenes. Isn't that great? Great. All of those are great scenes. On the they boat, are all yeah. Great. Just getting great. deeper and deeper up there. Yeah. Until they finally find Brando somewhere in his cave. The blue bus. Right? Little Jim Morrison at the beginning. Never. How can you not like that? Duval. No, that was Pog. Yeah. Yeah. Duval. Yeah, sir. Duval. No, yeah. Go out Chris there and serve. Duval. Sir. No, that's. He was the consigliere of the uh, U.S. Army. The, I just the give me just a second, okay? I, I'm not. They don't operate as quickly as you. I'm getting old. <laughs> Cook would be proud. Yeah, I'm gonna rewind you. I want to rewind you back to like 1942. Take a look at the market here. Oh, good tequila. <laughs> 
Uh, NASDAQ trying to hold on to some gains. Uh, Dow's down uh, 50 or so. Pretty much tech, the only sectors that are green at the moment. VIX almost below 15. This Thursday, uh, join CNBC's Your Money virtual event. You can hear from Kramer, some top financial experts on ways to maximize your finances amidst record high inflation and how to mitigate risk while investing for a brighter future. You can scan the QR code or just visit cnbcevents.com slash your money. Seven Fed speakers, as we said this morning, we'll still get Waller and um, uh, Logan this afternoon. For now, the tenure, just about 4-6. Yeah, it's that time of year again. Uh, Liberty Media Day coming up. That means uh, one-on-one with John Malone, uh, the 82-year-old gentleman who's still at the head of a lot of those companies. At least uh, certainly has his head in the game completely. Everybody loves to hear what he's got to say. Thoughts on uh, media, on cable, wireless, and so many other uh, topics. We'll also, of course, be talking with Greg Maffei, Chris Winfrey. We've got a full set of great guests coming up on Thursday. Don't miss it. Let's get to Jim and stop trading. Untalked about is the air products problem. They weren't able to pass through some energy uh, costs. Uh, The stock is down very big. May I point out that Lindy... L-I-N-D, was able to pass through energy, and Lindy is doing much better than Air Products. This is a winner-take-all-loser-take-none game, I guess. The industrial gas business has historically been really a uh, secular growth, but Air Products is proving that not to be the case. Very bad quarter. What do you got tonight? Very bad guidance, excuse me. Well, you know, there's a couple companies that I'm, I'm really struggling on, and one is I don't understand why the defense companies aren't doing like making fortunes, given the fact that we have two hot wars in the world. But I think they're doing everything they can. I've got James Takelet on tonight from Lockheed Martin. I think he's an exec, excellent exec. And we got to find out more about why our country got away from the military-industrial complex. Now, I know Eisenhower didn't want it, but we went so far away from it that I think that all we do is just make stuff that can't be used in a ground war. I mean, what the heck? How'd that happen? Uh, uh, fiscal stress. Yeah, fiscal <laughs> stress. Well, we spent $900 billion. I mean, what, what, how do we, what, what happened? We were guns and margarine, my friend. We weren't we, spending it on we, the right things? Is no, that what we were saying? actually, no, we're, we're short. We don't have enough money to do everything. We can't spend money on, we spend money on the, paying the interest, but we don't have enough money to pay uh, for discretionary, and we don't have enough money to buy the right weapons. Not to mention Social Security and Medicare. Yeah, there's some yeah, well, the, We're a little strapped. Are you talking about the downfall of, of the Republic? We're a little strapped right now. So it's tight. We'll refi later. It's okay. Yeah, but I, yeah, I think we'll Lockheed Martin, we don't have enough money worry. for anything. We don't have enough money for anything, at least of all the stuff that we that we need to do to help our allies. Jim, we'll see you tonight. That sounds good. Uh, Mad Money, 6 p.m. Eastern time. As uh, we're trying to get back to the flat line, S&P briefly green. Don't go away. You've been listening to the opening hour of CNBC's Squawk on the Street. All opinions expressed by the Squawk on the Street participants are solely their opinions and do not reflect the opinions of CNBC, NBC Universal, or their parent company or affiliates, and may have been previously disseminated by them on television, radio, internet, or another medium. You should not treat any opinion expressed on this podcast as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or follow a particular strategy, but only as an expression of an opinion. Such opinions are based upon information Squawk on the Street participants consider reliable, but neither CNBC nor its affiliates and or subsidiaries warrant its completeness or accuracy, and it should not be relied upon as such. To view the full Squawk on the Street disclaimer, please visit cnbc.com forward slash Squawk on the Street disclaimer. From a flat tire in the city to a dead battery on a distant drive, AAA is partnering with T-Mobile for Business to accelerate response times and get more drivers back on the road fast. 
Our nationwide connectivity powers location telematics, so AAA's fleet can find stranded drivers quickly while being fully equipped with the in-vehicle tools to have answers when they get there. This is elevating the member experience. This is AAA with T-Mobile for Business. Take your business further at T-Mobile.com slash now.